Listening Dog Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The hot mess mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. Welcome. <laughs> Yay, you're back. And look, you didn't even have to go away. It's that hot. We're sitting here melting. I feel like I'm disappearing today. <laughs> well, we definitely are hot mess mums, that's for sure. Certainly living up to our name, Kelly. Yeah, I feel like I just got on the I got on the plane at Ibiza and I feel like I just went full circle and landed back there. You know, when you walk on the... <laughs> I feel like, oh, I'm back in Ibiza. What's going on? A friend of mine went to France and she said that she it was so hot, like over a week ago. She's in the south of France. And she said, I can't wait to get back to the UK. You know, you step off the plane and it's really cold. And she went, I stepped off the plane and it was even hotter than the south yeah. of France. And she went, I was so upset. Uh, it's just sort of, you just got to try and make sure you don't lose your rag with everyone, don't you? Yeah, does it make you angry? It makes me a bit touchy with the kids. They start fighting and I snap. And Yeah, either angry. Well, not angry. Yeah, it's just sort of like short-tempered or, or asleep on the edge. I'm so glad you said that because everybody goes, I'm not sleeping. I can't sleep. I'm like an elephant that's been tranquilizer darted. I go to bed at nine and I'm out for the count in this heat and I don't wake yeah. up till like six in the morning. Are you the same? Yeah. We are working with Kuka over this whole series to show you the difference a Kuka tap can make around your home. They're great for mums on the go and a little later we'll chat about how versatile they are and how much time they'll save you around the house. For more information, visit kuka.co.uk, spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. I go to bed at nine and I'm out for the count in this heat and I don't wake yeah. up till like six in the morning. Are you the same? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. I don't get that about people tossing and turning because you just no. just fling off the, uh, you know, the duvet, duvet. for start. Go yeah. naked. Go naked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just uh, feel the breeze. <laughs> feel something anyway. I don't know. Well, I'm not feeling anything at the moment. Oh, it's too hot for sex. 
my God, it's too hot to be touched. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> like if anyone came near me, no thanks. I remember the days when you used to have those passionate moments and you'd, there'd just be sweat flying everywhere and it'd be all like a movie. That's not happening anymore. Definitely, definitely not. No, movie no sex. Thanks. We all remember movie sex. There's always been that instance once. What kind of podcast <laughs> is this? Anyway, you know that instance? <laughs> That is where I think, oh, this is like a movie. Hello. Anyway, yeah. back in the day. I'd rather watch it now than actually do it. <laughs> That's there you go, everyone. Kelly Pegg watches porn, everyone. She's just admitted it. <laughs> no. On the no. hot mess. <laughs> I don't. I actually, do you know what I watched the last two days, which is brilliant? Dakota Johnson, you know, was in Fifty Shades of Grey. They've done like a really modern version of Persuasion. You know, oh. Jane Austen's Persuasion. Oh. It's trending on Netflix and it is so beautiful. And I have been watching that the last two days. Nope, my son's around. Nope. Porn. Um, it's all very romantic and lovely. Do you remember Bridgerton? Yes. That was all a bit raunchy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. You can't beat a bit of period raunch. Or a bit of no. porn sometimes. It depends. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> this is definitely a very different podcast to what everyone's uh, expecting to hear. But can I just say the funniest thing happens when I was swimming in the Mediterranean. I'm sort of like, I always get up really early, have a workout, go and have a swim. I know you're very good. I love watching your videos when you're doing your yoga on the beach. Yeah, I love it. And that's what I'm sort of manifesting for when I'm retired. I'll just be that person who just walk down to the beach, do my yoga and have a swim. Anyway, I was doing that. And I get in the sea and it, it was empty, really, just a couple of locals in there. And then this woman's sort of swimming one way, breaststroke. I'm swimming the other way. And she nods at me. I nod at her. And she was all, t I thought, oh, she's probably a local. Anyway, then she came up on the beach and she went, oh, I love your podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah. And oh, went, my God. Yeah, it was so sweet. She went, I just want to say thanks for everything you do. You really brighten up my day. And I thought, I can't believe I've just swum past you in the Mediterranean. It was just like two figures swimming in, in the sea. And and you're a, a fan of the Hot Mess Moms. So I'm sure, sure she's listening. So to that lovely, she had a great tan. Our new Hot Mess Moms fan. Yeah, love to see you. And I'll see you back in the ocean uh, sometime soon. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's amazing. Going abroad and someone saying that. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Pat on the back. So how do you keep cool? What do you do? And how do you keep the kids cool, Kelly? Oh, well... Today, I don't think I've done very well. I've had to drive quite a bit today. So I've been in the car, which is a nightmare. And then I was in meetings and got, my phone was buzzing. I was thinking, what's going on? The school shut. They said they've got to send them home. But I couldn't get back until like half two. They'd shut, but they kept them there. So, <laughs> so, there was so they shut, but they others. were there. They were there. When we got home, the curtains are drawn and everyone's just staying in the house. But I've been doing this thing tonight. A friend of mine, she's at an outdoor pool today in the Peak District. And it looks amazing with her kids. Is it Hathersage? Yeah. And, I know. Um, it's right next door to my mum's. Well, I'm thinking of taking them next week. Cause oh, yeah. Up on Tuesday. It looks beautiful. So, And I thought that would be really nice. So might do that. You know, we're indoors. It's too hot to be out. Yeah, it's such a shame. It was weird though. I went to hot yoga this morning. Can you believe it? I know. And even my yoga. Well, I went to the gym, but at 6 a.m., I was like, there's no way I'm going. But it was really busy. But I saw your video and thought, bloody hell, you're brave. I don't think I could do hot yoga. You kind of acclimatized to heat. It's all about being acclimatized. What gets me, no offense to anyone who is really suffering, because I know some people do, but the whole sort of thing on the media about Cobra Red, lock down the doors 
shove everybody indoors. I mean, don't exercise. People, that's what they said. Yeah, it reminds me of something else that happened not so long ago. It's the same <laughs> mentality. It's like, what is this? Heat wave lockdown or what? Why do they want to lock us in all the time? Leave us alone. But what yeah. I will say is people were spending fortunes in August to go and sit in 40 degrees somewhere. And it was so funny because I've been to hot yoga, walked down the street, there's a bit of a breeze. I thought, oh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. As you manage it and you don't, not outside all the time, but you're in and out. And there was this woman, she walked past me. She had the biggest sunshades on, like Joan Collins style, massive straw hat and an umbrella. What covered her face? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. It was so funny. And she was obviously prepared. I don't know where she was going, but I thought mm, that might be just a little bit over the top. Or if you're going to those extremes, stay yeah. at home. I like getting my face in it. The last two days I've struggled. Apart from that, every day I make sure, I mean, I walk the dog for an hour and I'm always outside and on the go, but I make sure I lie in it like for at least 10 minutes a day and get it on my face. It makes me feel amazing. I mean, let's not forget it's vitamin D, you know, and we all need that. And come September when it's all dark and wet. Oh, hi. I've just put our stories on about him. Rafferty. So to top it all in this weather, I'm dog sitting. Is he a cockapoo? I don't know what he is. I don't, you know me. I'm not <laughs> what are you? Rafi, what are you? Go on, give us a growl. <gasps> Can you hear him? Give us another oh growl. Oh my God. He does it on demand. Amazing. It's brilliant. Thank you, Rafi. Your first podcast. Thank you very much. What do you think of this weather? I feel sorry for the dogs, oh, actually. So funny. And all the pets. They're the ones you've got to, you've got to really make sure are okay. And Pollyanna's gone off to some friend's house in a paddling pool. And I'm like, oh, gosh, she's probably got... Oh, Elsa. Oh, Elsa, Rafi. Dogs. Stop it. That's the only thing with kids as well, because they don't really realise. When they're having a good time in the play, they just don't really realise when they've been in it too long or, you know. No. Well, my two haven't been allowed out at school, so they've not had break time. They've kept them oh. in both days, not even let them outside. Mm. So, uh, and my poor doggy is sitting here now on the floor. He's an old man. He's 11 and he's really struggling. I walked him yesterday morning at about oh, half six. But this morning, it, I went to the gym. It was too hot to walk him at all this morning at any time. When I left, I left at quarter to six to go to the gym and my car said that it was 22 degrees already. So too much for him. It's hotter than the Saharian places in India, apparently. We'll all be moaning come bloody winter because that's what we I do think, when it's dark <laughs> and wet. Yeah. We moan about that. I always think about, wow, if I lived in this temperature. Remember, people do. Like millions of people live in these conditions in so many places around the world. And I thought, I wonder if, you know, what if I'd have a different job, an exercise routine? What would I do to keep myself out? You know, and, it, and you start to think, don't you, how different your life would be if, it, if, if the weather was like this all the time. Yeah. Chris and I nearly moved to Australia um, mm. for radio before we moved back home to the East Midlands and left Manchester. Came very close to going. And I have this whole vision of going back to swimming and being in the sea every day. You know, over there, because they do the whole open water thing, don't they? And when I was thinking all those sort of things, what it would be like to be in the heat every day and the yeah. lifestyle, the food, because it would just be so different, wouldn't it? You know, mm. Mm. Um, and it obviously it, it never came off. But I don't know if I miss winter or not. I like autumn. But they have a winter in, in Australia, don't they? Yeah, just not yeah, they do. Grim. We've got a lovely listener over there. Oh, who often just the one. Us. She's a, well. We probably we probably got more, but she's an ex-UKer, 
their family are over here, but she lives over there with her husband. And I think it's their winter at the moment where she is. Yes, yeah. It's an interesting thing, really, because I always think about even when we are talking to the Neville family, who are now out in Florida, of course, and how all the kids who went from Cheshire, where I live, and now live out there because of the football, obviously, just how their whole lifestyle's different. They're outside all the time. And then that brings different sort of attitude to the way you live your life in sport. You know, you're probably more sporty. I think you eat better as well. I don't know why. Yeah, definitely. I love that outdoor lifestyle. I love being able to go for a walk at night at eight o'clock and it's still light. And I do think you're probably healthier. Look at the Mediterranean and the, the Mediterranean diet. We're always hearing about that, aren't we? And how beneficial it is. But we live here. But also it makes you more sociable, doesn't it? What I love to see is like uh, all the old guys, all really smartly dressed and all sitting outside in the cafes playing board games. And they, they probably do that for, I don't know, at least seven months, eight months of the year. They're always communicating and socialising to a ripe old age, aren't they? Yeah, it's something that I think instead of us, we've got this kind of whole doom and gloom thing about, oh, it's too hot. It's either too hot or it's too cold or it's too this, it's too that. And I think, you know, we have to remember some cultures and some countries, it's like this all the time. Yeah, it is. So we are into the the summer holidays. Mine are next week, but obviously you've been away and Polly's off now. How's it going? Because you did a great stories for Hot Mess Mum's Instagram where you were like, well, this is week one, but you know, and I was like, oh my God, there's no hope for me with two of them driving me mad. How How's it been so far? Well, week one, I obviously buzzed off abroad and I'm all for, I want them outside and I want them having lots of activities and socialising. So I set it up. So I went with two friends who've both got teenage sons. I insisted that one of them bring a football. Obviously, you know, Pollyanne's a big football fan. I always say, day one, get your props in. So even though you, you, really, you say, oh, it's my first day, I want to go and lie on the beach. We all trooped down to the local supermarket and we all bought whatever that I said, right, if you want a boogie ball, get it now. If you want a fishing net, get it now. And that's my one thing. Get that done. Get your props in for your kids ASAP, right? Wherever you're going. So we did that. So they were all ready and raring to go after day one of the summer holidays. Uh, And then you're done. Uh, And, you know, at that age, it's all about, you know, in the evenings, it's a bit of a sports bar, you know, a popcorn coming out of every door. And, like, you know, you could go and grab a burger or get free drinks and your typical sort of teenage um, treats. So I know they're like that. And it's just interesting seeing the different stages of, you know, what you, how you, how you should be occupying or you need to occupy your kids. And teenagers is awkward, you know, 13, 14, 15, they're in, they're in between us. They want to do adulty stuff and you have to kind of give them the idea they're doing adulty stuff, but they're not really. And it's very, it's interesting watching the two teenage boys as well. Cause that I think girls are a little bit easier. Like they want us to lie on the sunbed and have, and have a little tan, you know, say I'm going to sunbathe for a bit. But boys, very different. Uh, and then we all the time. Yeah. But also mm. they're quite independent. Like Pollyanna's come straight back. She's organised most of her week. We've had to have a bit of a couple of negotiations about you're going to have to do some chores while you're in the house and I will give you some money for it. I remember doing chores though, Kelly, around the house, but I didn't get paid for it. Uh, no, I didn't. times. Oh, it's to- totally different. Oh my God. I mean, you know, a- Ava Lily's nine this week. I can't believe it. I can't mm. believe she's, it's her birthday tomorrow. And um, oh, 
the amount of money that goes into these birthdays now and like the gifts that they have, then what they want to do with all their mates. So she's having her girlfriend staying over on the Saturday night. They're all going to McDonald's with Chris because I'm at work. And then on the Sunday, we're taking them all ice skating and we're taking them all to a restaurant for pizza. And well, that's a fortune. Fortune. And that's not to mention all the gifts and the balloons that she wants. And then they all have gift bags. Oh, is that still going on? Yeah, we have to have gift bags, you know, and all this. And I said to Chris, can you remember? I mean, he's older than me, so I can't remember. When I was nine, my mum took me to see Jason Donovan at the NEC going live because I was obsessed with Jason Donovan. Wow. Still is. I am a bit. If he wants to come on the podcast, I'd love it. But yeah, one friend I was allowed with me and we went on a bus, the three of us, a coach thingy. So it was one of those cheap package things you get on a coach and it takes you. That was my ninth birthday. There were no frills. There was no going out and having food. It was on this coach. I can't believe how expensive. It's a different world with kids now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And all uh all this sort of like, if you try and have it at home, then they want all these uh, people to come in and put these little wigwams up and whatever. Oh my you know, God, yeah, the teepees. Yes, yeah. you can't even think of having a cheap one at home because then it's like, I was just thinking about putting six sleeping bags on the floor and they're like, no, I want teepees and I want this and all. But do you know what? It's because we give them a choice. Yeah, we weren't asked, were we? I wasn't. I wasn't told you can have all this or that. I just got told, right, okay, uh, it's your birthday tomorrow, so uh, I've got some jelly and ice cream um, and <laughs> yeah. six friends and then they all got a piece of cake wrapped up in a serviette when they went home and I appreciated it. Yeah, and it's, I really appreciated it and I loved it and I just think a lot of it, they don't even remember, they don't even, they don't even notice. That's the problem. It's all taken for granted a bit. I think it's time to rein it in. I really agree. Anyway, I don't want to put a damp squib on a birthday. Sorry. Oh, have a lovely time. The Hot Mess Mums. We are working with Kuka throughout this series. Kuka taps are a great addition to any family home. Their taps look great in any kitchen and can take on a multitude of tasks, a bit like us, and keep your kitchen worktops clutter free. From making coffee, blanching vegetables, sterilising baby bottles and cleaning dirty pans, the Kuka tap will shave time off any job requiring hot water. That's more time for yoga then. The Flex model also has an extendable hose. I've got one and this is the best bit because it makes it really easy to uh, rinse down the sink and big items that need washing up. To learn about Kuka, visit their website, kuka.co.uk, spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. I'd do anything to go back and have for us a baby again. I was thinking that Today, I was looking at all her pictures on the fridge. My fridge is like a gallery of Ava Lily. She she takes all Heath's pictures down and his certificates and just sticks all of hers up. There's a real sibling rivalry thing going on with her and him. Oh, There's all these baby photos of her. And I said to her, look, that was you. And I said, I'd just go back anytime and just have, have you and squeeze you and smell your head that way. You know, if I knew I could have another just like Ava, I'd pop one out tomorrow. But it'll be worse than Heath. Sounds a bit broody there. No, I don't think no. so. No, no, because it, it, okay. it would just be, be Heath or worse, and then I'd just want to go to prison. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're doing well. You're doing good. Um, and yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, and I think you've had, you know, things have sort of had a bit of a shift for you, haven't they? Yes, 
Yeah, if you think about the conversations we might have been having a year ago or even two years ago. Yeah. You know, we talked to Tanya Bardsley and she was going to have a word with you. Going, I think I want another baby. And isn't it funny? The shift's been massive so quickly. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you have got to take your time in making these decisions. You have. You know, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of women, you know, a lot of mums and things that I meet and and I'm... And I hear the same thing over and over again. I've lost myself, particularly when they're really tiny. I don't know who I am. Yeah. You know, I don't have any time for me. This, this and this. And I think I totally get it. And I've absolutely been there. And I think I've come kind of through that a little bit. And I've started to find me again. And it's actually, you know, really nice that I don't feel that guilt anymore either when I buy myself a dress or if I think, no, I'm going to the gym. This is my time. This is for me. Mm. I don't know. I've just, and they've become a little bit more independent because they're a bit older. And I'm yeah. in that place where I've kind of starting to find myself again. And that's quite nice. And I know yeah. that if I had another, that's going to go out the window. I don't know, but we go on journeys. Yeah, we do. We do go on journeys. And you, um, I think everything's quite, you know, everything's such a rush and everything's like, I've got to know what I want to do now. Like, you know, and it's like, I'm supposed to make a decision now. And that's not true. Yes. I'm always intrigued by slow living. And that's not lazy living. I just think slow living is what we should get back to in some ways. If you don't know what that is, look it up. But <laughs> a bit like slow cooking. You got you got all the ingredients in the pot, but instead of boiling overboiling it too quickly, just just let it yeah, slowly cook and then uh um, It's that living in the present, result. isn't it? You know, I think that's so important. I try to tell myself that all the time as well, that just enjoy each day or each opportunity that you get or each thing with the kids or whatever it is to just live it there and then and not go, what if this or what if I do that or I'm not going to do that or have that or, you know, don't do all of that to yourself because I always think what's meant for you won't pass you by. It's kind of my new thing that I've been working on with myself, I think, because I've been in that position when I was younger where you are always looking for the next thing or I should be this, I should be that. It's exhausting and it's no good for anybody. And I don't think it ever has a great outcome either. And it's really weird, isn't it? I've met people recently and they are knocked out when they say to me, so what do you want? I've had that said a few times because I've gone back to radio, obviously, as well. The podcast with you is my baby. And then on the side, I've gone back to radio and that's been really nice. And I've had people say, so what what show do you want? And I've just gone, nothing because I'm really comfortable with who I am. And I love just doing what I'm doing, which is just dipping my toe in and covering. And just each time I do something new, I'm really grateful for it. And I just love it at the time. And people, I think, find that really hard because I think we're built to be, what next, what next, what next? Mm. Oh, absolutely. It's not good, is it, really? You can't live like that and be happy. Yeah. It's quite funny. I went When I went on holiday, I went with... Um the broadcaster, uh, Kate Thornton. And we were laughing because obviously we were out and about at this, you know, in uh, in Ibiza and people were coming up to us, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we both looked at each other and he said, what's the one thing? I, I love it when people come up and say hello. I mean, obviously not encouraging it, but, you know, it's nice because people are always very positive. <laughs> yeah, don't touch very me. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... I said, what's the one thing that, you know, if you look back on how many people you tap me on, what's the one thing they say? And she, always, she says, oh, so what are you doing next? 
She said, no one ever just says, oh, you know, oh, I remember you from... She said, it's always, so what are you doing now? Or what are you doing next? I said, oh my gosh, that's the same. And there is that sort of like a... Uh, and really, you know, for us who are a bit older, etc., it's like, well, what do you mean what we're doing next? I've done enough, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's look almost at me, like look that, at what I've know. achieved. Yeah. Yeah, can we not just say, that, you know. There's a great Heath Ledger quote. I've got it screen grabbed on my phone, but in with a million photos, I'll never find it in time. But he said something about no one ever, everyone wants to know what house you've got, what car you drive, are you married, da 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 da, but no one ever says, are you happy? And I think that's, I often look at that and think that's really, you know, and it is that, isn't it? So so what, what next? What are you going to do? You know, that kind of thing. What have you got? You know, what car do you drive? All that nonsense. And you just think none of that matters. But that's because you're always aspiring to other things. And what you're doing is you're not living like you say in the now. And you're not, you're not checking in with yourself enough. No. Because you're so busy chasing. My ex-husband and I say, oh, chasing the ace. That's what it is. People are chasing the ace. Yeah, yeah. And they're not, a, that's another thing that you learn from yoga because, you know, I do yoga most days, right? And the most important thing about it is that it makes you have to check in with yourself every day. You have to ask yourself how you are. And that is a big question, the most important question, and nobody asks it of themselves. I know. And when you got me into it, you know, it changed my life for all those reasons and so much more. And that is so, so true. Um, you know, and, and we don't, we really don't do it enough, but we should. So how are you, Kelly? <laughs> I'm good. Apart from being too hot. And I'm so glad to see you. I'm fanning myself. I've got this bloody dress on. I keep sweating under my boobs. Can you see? Oh, I, I don't care. Welcome to the menopause. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not there yet. Don't say that. Fucking hell. I was walking around today and I was like, you know, you've got sweaty boobs. Everything's just like, and I thought, oh my gosh, everybody today, it's like, it's like National Menopause Day because everybody, men, women, children, they're all, even the dog, now they realise what the menopause is. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, it's serious. I shouldn't laugh actually because it's awful. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, if you've got the menopause and it's a day like today. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, no, so checking in with yourself is something that I think, especially, you know, if, you, uh, if you're a busy parent, uh, you know, mum or dad, it's, uh, you're even more or less likely to, uh, to do that thing. So uh, just make sure you do. Yeah, definitely. I find it sad. You know, I've learned, I learned so much from you and I've learned so much from you since I met you. You know, you've taught me things, but it's true. You have, and true friends do do that. They inspire and teach you stuff. And you've taught me to stop saying yes to everybody, to stop being a people pleaser, to stop feeling guilty about things for myself. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of things I've taken from you and I take from you and Inventing myself, if you like. And I find it really sad. There was a a mum that texted me the other day and her son went to nursery with my son and they've stayed in touch and she's lovely. And she said, oh, I'll see you at the gym on your Instagram and everything. And I just don't know how you do it. Bearing in mind that she's got a tiny one that's only two. So a lot harder work than what I've got with a nearly nine-year-old and a a four-and-a-half-year-old. So she's in that sphere that I was in with Heath. And she said... "Um, I just feel like I've totally lost me. All I feel like is I'm the washer-upper, everybody's cook and servant, and um, I don't know who I am. And I find that so sad. 
you know, and it happens and it... It does. And most people are, yeah, but a lot of women, are, I think, have been in that place. Yeah. And it's get, getting out of it and having the right people. Yeah, it is. So to it, help it's, you out. it's what the trigger is to get you out of that. And sometimes it might just be that it's not the right time because depending on the age of your kids and various situations, it's just like, might be just a, a moment. But as long as it's a temporary one, then I think everybody's been there one way or another. And yeah, I think, you know, I think for someone like her, I think it's really the people around you that nurture you. And that's when you have to lean on people to make you do those things and help you out so that you do have some time and that you do question yourself. You know, you always need a, a gay best friend. That's what you need. One of those gay best friends. I'll sort it out. You just go and have a lovely time. You know, you need one of those, don't you? Oh, you just put your feet up. I'll do everything around the house. You know, just floating around with a duster. <laughs> not that we're stereotyping. Yeah, no, in a pink tutu. No, we're not stereotyping. That's my friend Clive. He's just like that. Oh, I love it. I think, yeah, I, I can't even, I, I don't even know what I can say anymore, but I have, I've got a gay best friend. But is it all right to say you've got a gay best friend? I don't know anymore. You're not allowed to say anything. Of course it is. Gosh. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I start saying, I, I, oh, I, I think, oh, is that, am I, oh, what's happened in the world where we can't say certain things? <laughs> Flipping bar, bar, black sheep. I'm totally unfiltered. I mean, I say all sorts and then I just worry afterwards. <laughs> I just... It's just getting stupid. Leave it in. Leave it in. I know you're sweating your bits off. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? We're not complaining. <laughs> the other thing is, I think with with the sort of women who feel that way and feel invisible as well, you know, it <laughs> there are certain stages of that as well because when you get older, you feel invisible and you just feel like you're a slave to everyone. When you sort of it's almost like when you're past it in inverted commas, you know. That's another stage well, where you start to feel like that. Yeah, and that can all come in with sexual identity as well. I don't know whether you've seen Sally Phillips, who I absolutely adore, her movie, um, oh, my God, How to Pleasure a Woman. It's everywhere, and it's out good. You've got to watch it. It's absolutely brilliant. And the premise of it is that, you know, she's in her 50s. Her daughter's gone off to uni in London. She's in Australia. Her husband and her haven't had a love life for years because he's just not interested. Mm. And she is invisible to him. She's invisible at work, everything. And this movie is amazing. Like I watched it and I just loved what she was doing. And she's done interviews about it afterwards saying about, you know, how important it was. But it was about showing women that at any age you have to reclaim your, you know, you're not invisible. Mm. You shouldn't be invisible. You're still attractive. You're still intelligent. Mm. You've still got so much going for you. Yeah. And it's just a really great film. Was it it's on Netflix? That made me... Was it what? It's on, um, it's on Sky. Oh, is it? Oh, all right then. It's out on Sky at the moment, yeah. Okay. Um, What's it but called But it's again? a brilliant Sorry. film. What's it called? How to Pleasure a Woman. I think you'll really like it. It's so funny. It's not porn. <laughs> I know everyone keeps going on about my Italian porn. I mean, Pollyanna's Bedroom. And I always make notes in here from uh, our podcast. And now she's going to read How to Pleasure a Woman. Mum? <laughs> Mum? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about that. And that's why I have that like sort of thought about it. Because, yeah, I think it does happen that at different stages women can feel invisible and, and not seen. And it shouldn't be, shouldn't be that way. But the sexual identity stuff's really interesting, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. And, um, I think um, 
you know, I think it, it, there are sort of different it, for every age, every decade. There's a moment of being invisible, <laughs> you know. So it's the tools to stop that happening, stop you feeling like that, are vital because you will use those tools all the way through into your sixties and seventies. You know, you know. I follow this, uh, you know, because obviously I'm of a certain decade. But now I follow an aspirational sort of sixty-year-old. She's like a ex-supermodel. I know that's like really aspirational, but she uh she hashtag old and ugly that's her hashtag old and ugly and she always does stuff that uh, most people like when I always wear a bikini on holiday and then the male always put me in right say 54 year I'm like why do you have to put on all right so I'm wearing a bikini so and I'll be wearing one on a bloody 70 so carry on taking photos and carry on saying whatever but well actually they take a lot off my Instagram I'm gonna keep doing it why do you age me? Why do you have to put my age? All right, people say, well, that's all right for you because I work out stuff. It's a, I look okay sort of in a bikini, but I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I'm healthy and I like to have the sun on my body and I don't like wearing swimsuits. I never have, so I never will. But it's like, God, and this, this woman's very similar. And then she always puts, so here's me. And uh, yeah, I'm not feeling hashtag old and ugly. And I thought, gosh, she's quite cool. So, you know, maybe you should look towards a person it's a similar age to you who is not invisible, put themselves out there um, because they, they really do have some interesting nuggets that um, can inspire, I think, um, as much as I hate yeah. social well, media Well, you sometimes. do, though. You inspire loads of women. Mm. You know, you inspire me, but you inspire absolutely loads of women, Yeah, you know, because you are like that. And I think that's so important. We need – we. We need that, mm. you know, because you're right. That's what they do. And they, you know, and, and they write things, you know, when women let their hair go grey, it's a it's a fucking news story. Mm. And no, it's not. You don't do that about bloody George Clooney. I remember when George Clooney started going grey and there were just stories everywhere about how he was a hunk. You know, I mean, it's so unfair mm. yeah. and, and utter bullshit. So we have to kind of, um, yeah, we have to, you know, sort of stick two fingers up at that. And and we need women that, that do do that as well. You know, who cares if you're 54 or 64 or 40 or whatever you are, you know. I'll draw the line at dancing on the podium at the beach club in Ibiza, though. I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted. I was, You'd have been great. I was watching this, like, I don't know. 19 year old girl and they get these poor girls on the beach like they chuck a podium in the middle oh. of the sand at these beach clubs oh i've had it quite God. sexist really because there's no guys doing it it was just girls no you know they've got these no, little shocker. little swimsuits on these big straw hats and i was actually thinking oh i'd love to just shove her off and have a go with because she looked <laughs> you know like and she her heart wasn't in it i thought god i'd be going at it me if i was up there now <laughs> But something stopped me. I do apologise to all those people you who look, look up it. to me to be a, 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 yeah, a role You'd model. You'd bloody great. Oh, I should just shove her up. I'd give it, what, four if I was up there? <laughs> shove her up. Could you imagine? It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd have been great. You should have got Kate to film it. Yeah. <laughs> so we could have put it up. She did stuff. say, she was going, go on, Jenny, get up there now. I went, don't, just stop it. Go on, go on. I bet you could give her a right or go for the money. I said, yeah, yeah, but I'm not so, yeah, maybe next time. Oh, yeah, it's tempting. You're brilliant. So are you. You are. You're so fabulous. Oh, right. I think we, I think we better... Oh, thank you. Well, I, I think we better end it here before I melt all over my dining table. I just... Let's do it. There's always another next time. 
yeah, I think I think the lesson is as well, you know, check in with yourself and ask yourself, how are you? Mm. And for those people around those women as well, help them. Because that's, you need people to get you out of it. Because men don't get it. And when you see someone on a podium, go for it. Shove them off and have a go yourself. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. Thanks to Kuka for sponsoring this episode. Their taps are a great choice for mums looking to maximise worktop space and wanting to get rid of those unsightly wires. Stay tuned. Towards the end of the series, we'll be giving away one of those amazing multi-use taps to one lucky listener. For more information, visit kuka.co.uk, spelt Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. 